When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The following program is brought to you by your friends at Podcast One. Don't forget to download our new Podcast One app. We live in a world of fees. Airlines, hotels, food delivery, and especially car dealers all charge excessive last-minute fees. When you want something badly enough, it feels like your only choice is to pay up. But what if you had a choice to take a stand instead? At Carvana, we believe in treating you better. With zero hidden fees, you can drive off without feeling ripped off. That's what it means to live fearlessly with Carvana. We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in. And deep satisfaction out. Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary. Hey, everyone. John Roca here. Pluto TV is the leading free streaming television service. Watch over 100 TV channels and thousands of movies on demand, all completely free. Pluto TV never asks for a credit card. You don't even need to sign up to watch free. Pluto TV is the easy and completely legal way to watch your favorite TV shows and hit movies for free. What are you waiting for? Never pay for TV again by downloading Pluto TV. You can download Pluto TV for free on all of your favorite devices today, including your phone, Roku, Amazon Fire TV, Apple TV, Smart TVs, PlayStation, and anywhere else you stream. Stay little chico, Pitbull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive. Brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game so that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in. And deep satisfaction out. <sighs> Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary. WrestlingSheet.com Editor-in-Chief Ryan Satin I'm here with my co-host Jamie Iovine Hey everybody And my other co-host Elijah Bates <laughs> We're all pointing at the camera today <laughs> yeah. We have fingers And we're shooting them uh, Yeah, sorry If you're just listening to the audio of this It doesn't make a lot of sense If you're watching the video You saw all those finger then guns Then you made the right decision Because it's better to see us Than just hear us That's mm-hmm. Use all your senses, damn it Well said, Jamie Well said uh, Yeah, we didn't have you here last week uh, We got we had to do the We had to stare at each other The whole time It was awkward I'm so sorry <laughs> no, I really am sorry I, I hate missing the show Obviously, it's not necessarily my choice But, you know Life it's, is life And sometimes Life doesn't. is life mm-hmm. You know, I'm okay with it Only because the week away Major Beard looked so much bigger when we came back in. Like I was like, "Whoa, Eli's yeah. like in Santa Claus." Mode I, right I now. literally got to work um, when I came back from Portland this past week, and everybody was like, "I think it's. I think you might need to like trim your shave your beard." Soon. You're about. And I was just like, "Nah." You're about twenty minutes into the Santa Claus, Tim Allen. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Um, I don't actually. I'm not going to give away your Halloween costumes. I won't bring up that conversation we had, but I, I feel like he's going to be on my side as to which costume you should wear here. Um, we'll debate it afterwards. Okay, okay, yeah. <laughs> also, I brought up the, the Blade thing to Roka this week. He says the same thing as us, that as long as you're not in blackface, totally appropriate, not in a, an offensive costume. But what about the hair? He said just don't, just, your hair's fine like that. But he has, like, the notches and shit. No, I think, <laughs> I think you would have to do the hair. Like that's The, the hair thing. is really It's important. a crucial part. Yeah. It's like not like it's no because like, it's a lazy man's costume if you don't do the hair. Yeah, it's just a guy. I just look like Silent Bob with a gun. You know, <laughs> it's like whenever you see. It's like whenever you see somebody who has clearly put together a costume with their own clothes of their favorite movie character, like me every year. Basically, it's like when you see somebody dressed up as like Walter from The Big Lebowski, but only wearing the clothes they have it at their disposal. And it's like you don't look like Walter. You whenever just look like Ryan, a piece of trash. I, I love when Ryan and Erica show up for Halloween because for the past few years we've been spending it together. Because every time they show up they tell me what they're gonna be and my expectations are like up here and then it's like those like homemade theatrical trailers that come up on uh, on like on uh, YouTube that people make like do-it-yourself movie trailers and it's like the do-it-yourself of like the WWE 2K commercial although last year I'll admit Last year was terrible. Last year, when you we, were, we very much underperformed. Last year, I was a terrible. It would have been Bella. great if you tried. Yeah, if I tried and I'd bought her actual clothes off WWE Shop, it would have been much better. I did bad this when, last year. I, I do think though that our broken Matt absolutely and Senor Benjamin yes. was. Yeah, she made a very dope. good Senor Benjamin. Yeah. I'm just a little bummed that you guys did not, you know, get intimate. While she was dressed oh. as Senior Benjamin, yeah, well, I was really hoping that you would come back and be like, "Hey, something weird happened over the uh, weekend." Yeah, I was really cool not ha- not picturing that. You know, I was the my I life saw was, the picture of that. My but... life was going great. You know, I also, could... speaking of Senior Benjamin, I'm so ex- man. All these pictures that Matt's been posting uh, of yes. the Halloween Hardy special I, has me so pumped for the special. I'm so excited to see 
that whole group back to back together. Again. I think it's going to be super duper weird I'm in the whole, best of ways. I only have one complaint that it's only an hour long. Aw, look at you. I want it like a whole feature length. Well, I'm really hoping that an hour is a pretty long time. I like no commercials. At least two. <laughs> you need a two hour epic, basically. Yeah. Um, no, I, I'm really hoping that it does well enough to get greenlit as like a series, and yeah. we can get a bunch of them. Well, as you know, I mean, the, the majority of the success of the Broken Universe was owed to the internet, and it's on the network is on the internet. So I feel like once that tweet goes up, that it's up there. I feel like the entire Broken Universe is going to go on. Check yeah. that out. And I mean, a lot. Of, I mean, for the most part, that broken universe stuff you know besides the deletions which were all great you know all those specials but the vignettes but not vignettes because it's, like, it's a weird way where the segments involving the family at the house and all that kind of stuff all that stuff was the best part of it in and my we opinion. never got any family members other than jeff involved and very quick senior benjamin cameo for uh in terms of their time in the wwe you know rebby rebby and the kids have not been present whatsoever you know we haven't i mean i don't even know if we can could they have itchweed if they wanted it's to, weed. Uh, yeah, I don't see why not. If they couldn't have Willow, could they? I think that they now own all those characters now. But Willow came. But they said they own all the characters in the Broken Universe. Willow was before the. Yeah, Broken Willow Universe. is. Yeah, he's he is from. Yeah, but that's that's from the Omega days. That's that's even more so their characters. That's true. That's true. He like had them way, way, way well, back. But in the you day. know how that works. Sometimes they, then they buy the rights to the name and then they own it. You know yeah. that's happened. And they're in the like, past. yeah, and I they're think like, hey, I'm, you can't be the Dudleys anymore. Yeah, I'm pretty, pretty sure Willow. <laughs> and I love that we're debating who owns Willow for future use. Like any, like like it's this uh, hotly contested item. But I think Jeff Hardy owns the character of Willow. This is maybe I the think. only arena where you would be talking about Willow, and it wouldn't be the Warwick Davis feature film. Yeah, true. That's all I have And to there's say. that is. And there, I mean, there that, it is. that Willow is better. No, for sure. I mean, I love Jeff Hardy. He's one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. But love, Willow is not my favorite. I just love when I tell people who've seen Willow, and I'll be like, that guy was an Ewok. And they'll be like, what? And I'm like, yeah. Willow's was great. It's a great movie. Hey, Warwick also, Davis. side note, congratulations on uh, being a manager to a champion already. Yes. I mean, it was only a matter of time. Royce Isaacs, <laughs> uh, Royce Isaacs defeated um, a few opponents uh, this most recent uh, television taping, and he is now the current television champion, uh, the United Television Champion. Wow! And uh, he had to fix that one. I yeah. guess he broke it. <laughs> yeah, you know, I always. I mean, in, in, in it's always the, confusing the championship wrestling Hollywood how they have the United in front of them. Always threw me off too. Yeah, it's, I, I'm just getting a little acclimated to that whole way it, thing works. It, as, it, things work as well. It's similar. To like how New Japan's titles are called the IWGP heavyweight or whatever. Like I, I know there's like a different you know a whole lineage, but it's, it's yeah. similar. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying Championship Resident Hollywood and New Japan are on the same level. I, mean, I just I'm, mean in the way the championship yeah. doesn't yeah. have the, the company's name yeah. in front of it. I mean, I'm very blessed that I'm having such a fun you know time in in Championship Wrestling for Hollywood so far. I mean, first match in when I was managing uh, Royce is against Nick Aldis. You know, that's incredible. The yeah. first like. Like the first time I'm actually managing a, a wrestler, you know, is against a former NWA champion, somebody who headlined all in, and, um, and then the next one we win the we win the television championship. You know, it's only it's only getting bigger and bigger. And I urge anybody who, if you do watch it or the product already, be on the lookout for the matches that we had with Nick Aldis, and then the televis- 
Television Championship three way that we just had. That one will probably air in a few weeks. The the uh, the Nick Aldis match should be airing relatively soon. It's some good television. If you want to check me out doing something different than this, definitely tune in. You get to see Jamie in fun suits. Yes, he's like a little Drake Maverick. <laughs> you know, I like it. I always loved TV titles too. Like I feel like the WWE has never had a TV title. And I feel has like it never been a well, WWE you realize, TV title? No. Well, you realize Royce is now the champion of all television. Yeah, I mean, there's the, not another. There's not another television champion. The tyrant. Isn't there he, he's the one? he's the ruler of ratings. The Duke is there a of ring DVR. Of, isn't there a ring? Is of there a ring of honor television championship? I think there there's is. There's got to be. There used to be a TNA or Impact TV yes. champion, but, but that one you know, was, it, but you have to address it. Correctly. No, there isn't. Wait, he's Royce Isaacs, well, yeah, the ruler of ratings. There is, the there Duke is. of DVR. Ooh, I like that. Jeff yes. Cobb, duh. The, yeah, the, Jeff Cobb just won the world the television team, title. The, televi- the champion of all things television. You know, he's a TV champion, so yeah. why couldn't he be just champion of everything on television? Yeah. That's how mm. I see it. I don't know if he's a champion of everything on television. He says he's the champion of te- TV champion. <laughs> you, can call champion your, of television. You, can, you can call yourselves the stream team. Yeah. I'm trying to think of who could be a... Please who, use that. Who might... <laughs> Don't use that. Well, I like Duke of DVR is another nickname for him. <laughs> I, I like the American Stream. Uh, honestly, Ooh. I, I actually, <laughs> I actually think uh, that Chevy's Rest in Hollywood is slept on too much. You know, I think that you know, I know that it's not necessarily like on every television. You know, it's not in every market, but it's in a lot of markets. And it, you should just like search on your guide for it. You might be surprised that it's, and in, it's, your it's in your neighborhood. It's fingers right That's there. you searching on your and a lot of the, uh, miniature man running. A lot of the matches are on YouTube. I think it's on the Fight app. I'm not sure. I think it is. Well. Yes. Yeah. So it's 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 very readily available. In the days of WCW, the television champion was a workhorse title, and that's why I always appreciate it. You know so who much. I always associate because there's always some. I I don't know why. Because maybe he was always the stock default champion, television champion in the N64 games. But I just always associate Conan with the TV title. Did he I, even have the TV yeah, title? Was, yes. Did he? Yeah. I don't know. I'm almost positive. You're the more of the historian I feel like he here. was the United States champion. But I don't know about – I, I don't I'm know. almost positive. I associate it with Chris Jericho. I associate it with uh, Booker T as well because oh, Booker yeah. T and Chris Benoit had their best of seven series originally in WCW over the television title of, of that organization. Conan WCW television champion. <laughs> That's funny. When I search that, one of the things that comes up says WCW NWO Revenge Conan TV title. Yeah, he's the <laughs> default champion. That's why I always associate it with that. Oh, uh, that's, that's that's funny. Which version of Conan was it? Was it the one where he had the uh, and yes, the Vato the Va- Vato Conan? Okay, because you know, there, there was when he won the United States Championship. From, when he was rowdy, rowdy, and bout it, bout it. He uh, he had a way different costume. Yeah, when he first came to WCW, he when, looked interesting. Yeah, before kind of like when Taz became the Taz from the Tasmaniac to Taz. Yeah, that really is weird that he's the default because he only held it once. <laughs> and he held it for 29 days. I mean, that's a long time. Maybe when the game was being programmed, that's what it was. It must have been. And I'll, like, you know, I'll, I'll, here's what it was. Somebody is probably like, hey, call WCW and get a list of their champions. And they probably just wrote it down on a piece of paper, probably sat there in the THQ office for a long time. And then finally they were like, oh, crap, where's that list? Because we need to actually program the champions do, now. Do you guys want to guess who had the shortest amount of time as WCW television champion? Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Alex no, no, uh, no. Judy Bagwell. Damn, that's a hard question. Give me a hint. It's a former WWF guy as well. I Perry Saturn. Ooh, that's a good guess. No, he he was former when he won it. Uh, I don't know. Anyone? Anyone more? Give me guess? another. That's hint. all I got. It's uh, it's Rick Martel. 
Okay, yeah. Rick Model Martel. Yeah, because he got he injured his knee in that match. He hit Six his knee days. on the bottom rope. Six days. And then right above him is Scott Hall. Eight days. Only only one reign mm-hmm. as television champion. Scott Hall disrespected that title, I recall. <laughs> was, was the TV, the t- lineage the TV title is what Rob Van Dam held for like a really long yeah, time. Yeah, he, I think, you know, the two I the, that I associate with the t- television title are... Chris Jericho from WCW and Rob Van Dam from ECW. Yeah, I would probably be- Rob Van Dam my number one because he was like he always defended it on ti- on TV and I like yeah. that. Yeah, you know, but the, but the difference maker was the TV title for WCW was was really a building block. It was really something. What are you? Yeah, what but are you I just at? realized that stupid fucking garbage people thing is still up. They didn't take it down, so it's been up during this whole episode. Nobody can see it. But can they not see it on that one? I'm taking it down. I hate this. Stupid yeah, I'll take it down. Thing. Take it down. But. um... I don't think we'll ever see it on WWE television because, as we all know, Vince thinks there's already too many belts. Throwing one that doesn't make—I mean, I, they, you know what's so funny is they have so many TV shows. Like that's the one title I feel like that actually would have relevance. I always feel that way as well. Like, I, and and I don't know if this is necessarily how it's always been. I like that like the TV title was like supposed to be the one that was defended on television. Yeah. So like it gave some weight. To, to a certain well, to it was, certain matches. It was one of the few belts in uh, like, and I'm not as familiar with how it works in, in championship wrestling from Hollywood, uh, and I don't know if it worked <laughs> the same way in ECW. But there was a time limit whenever WCW yes. would have this match. They don't really have time 10... limits in wrestling at all anymore. I know, and and so it did make it one of those things like, hey, if the TV champ could just last ten minutes or fifteen minutes or whatever without you beating him, then he wins. You know, like or he doesn't lose the match. And I, I thought that was a great gimmick, at least in terms of providing a different kind of match with a different kind of outcome and everything like that, a different way to to book those. Matches. Matches and stuff like that, but alas, uh, there's already too many titles. So. Yeah, no, totally fair. All right, well, I want to switch topics here a little bit as we've gotten very off track very quickly because I haven't gotten into any of the news topics yet. Um, but the biggest story of the week, in my opinion, was HBK taking a bump again. Got a beat down from the Brothers of Destruction. Uh, our Raw recap show got lost. Uh, you guys, uh, you probably didn't see me tweet about it, but like our I, Raw recap show got lost this week. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. We talked about it. We discussed it, but my discussion was lost. So good for you guys because we get to discuss it mm-hmm. here now. Mm-hmm. How'd you guys feel about it? Anyway, Jamie, how'd you feel about it? The ending? Yeah, the ending with HBK getting beat up by the Brother Destruction, clearly leading. I mean, we've talked about it already, but now that we've seen bald HBK taking bumps, <laughs> now that we see that it's going forward. I knew, by the way, and this is not against any, of course, this is not against again, any of the accomplishments of any of the four people involved. All four of them, Hall of Famers, one of them already is. Um, it's just that, you know, you can't, it, it's. To me, it's starting with The Undertaker. The Undertaker was always somebody that I had held out hope was going to be somebody that wasn't going to overstay his welcome. Yeah. He always seemed like he wasn't going to be one of those guys that just would say, I'm going to retire, and that just won't go away. Yeah. it. He's fallen into that category now. And Triple H, even though he's not there yet, he could still put on a great match if yeah. he wanted to. It's again. It's another one of those. Why are you even wrestling in the first place? You know, and yeah. it's um, and then it's Kane. You know, who's a mayor at this point? You know, and then Sean, who I even said a few weeks ago that are we all ready for short hair? Sean is a wrestler, and we were all a little pre- tentative against that. Lo and behold, fast forward last night, dude has no hair. Not a hair. Why did they do that? Do they just like? Do they were like, hey, you need to match Triple H or? I don't know. 
and he and he accentuated it so much more by, with that, by like, that headband, headband thing. thing that he was wearing. It, it looked like Joe Pesci in Home Alone it when, did. He, when he got the top of like his beanie, you know, blown off. See, or if you had Twitter, you would have seen that. Yeah, when he you would have. Uh, but, but I'm enjoying it now. <laughs> but you don't have Twitter. But it's but it's it's just really 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 hard to get behind something when you're taking four people, not just four legends, four <coughs> excuse me, four extremely charismatic and character driven um, wrestlers, and now you're seeing them as like a shell of what they were. And you know, Undertaker, and no no disrespect to the Undertaker, but I mean, first off, he lays on entirely too much hair dye on his beard, yeah. and it looks very weird. Yeah. I mean, Always did that, but though. it's more. It's been a little more true predominant lately. True. I don't know why. Yes, he's always done it because he's been a gin, he's a ginger. Yeah, but it's been a little more it's compensating a little bit. Yes, yeah. And before it, it was like for cool purposes. Now it's like for compensation. And purposes. I'm sorry, they did not move fast at all. No, they were. It was very slow. It was. I mean, they. It wasn't very high impact. It was, I mean, because if you really think about it, the choke slam and the tombstone, you don't really have to move around that much. No. You know, it's, no. it's uh, first off, the choke slam, the guy's doing all the work for you, you know? And again, this is not to disrespect And them. they're it's, even like stopping the blow with yeah. the other hand, you know? And uh, like, and I'm sorry, I'm not, this is not trying to disrespect Kane, Taker, Triple H, or Sean. It's just now, you, in order for matches like that to work, you need to have somebody in there that can kind of carry the match. You don't got that in this. That's exactly how I felt watching yeah. it. When I was watching, I felt the exact same thing. I was like, you know, I get that like legends come back, but it 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 helps when a legend comes back that they're paired with, with a younger well, person like to kind of take even to, to handle most of the workload, and then you know the other person comes in they handle their spots here and there. But but you know we talked about Ricky Steamboat coming back a while back i remember you guys talking yeah. about him or when they had like the legends against uh, yeah, WrestleMania yeah. 25 uh, WrestleMania with, with, uh, Jericho. with Jericho and it was like those were like you know they had like four legends or whatever it was three legends three legends and Ric Flair was in the crowd or he was there in their corner okay um and Jericho being the young guy to kind of like help him get through it i and i know that WWE doesn't want to admit it but like Three of those guys are at that point. Yeah, you know, I think I think Triple H is not necessarily at that point. I think he's no. If I, Triple H was put with a like a good guy, he could put he'd on still. Do I think it. It, I yes. think if he could be that person still technically, sh- but you know, Taker needs someone else at this point to help to help him shine. I mean, his WrestleMania match alone, it's it was like there. I, I saw that live, and I was like. Why is this? Why is this here? Yeah, you know, like, it's, what's crazy about Taker, based off of what you were saying, you know, about like how you thought he would be somebody who would hang up the boots and wouldn't go when past it's time. that point. It's like to me, at least, that moment happened the day he lost the streak, and that was almost that's four and a half years ago. Like mm-hmm. he's been he's been past that point for almost five years now, and that's, that's why that's I, crazy to me. That's why I was so frustrated when the Roman Reigns WrestleMania retirement thing wasn't like wasn't the end. That yeah. would and by the way, he stayed maybe a year or two too long, but that would have been fine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would have been okay with that. The match wasn't what it was. Like you know, probably there was a few botches here or there. Probably wasn't the ideal way he wanted to finish his career, but the image, the way he. Did the whole ceremony and the match wasn't what it was, but the important thing was the ceremony that he did at the end was the perfect knot on the bow, left as the dead man, left the gloves, the trench coat, and the hat in the ring. 
it was perfect. And then now it it doesn't mean anything. And now also you throw in so so all that aside. So Taker is one thing himself, but then you toss in Shawn Michaels who hasn't wrestled in like what. It's been eight years, I think. It, it, it was, uh, has it been that long? I think it's been less. I think it's like five years. No, I think you're he, wrong. I think he got injured in like 08. Oh, I mean, it was, I think he it was WrestleMania, it was WrestleMania 26 was his final match against uh-huh. The Undertaker. Okay. Because it right. was 25 was the first time. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Turn the heat down. <laughs> so not, that's not years. even just knowing history. That's just math, Ryan. I'm bad at math, so <laughs> makes sense. That's why I'm a writer. But, uh, yeah, but to continue your point? Yeah, to continue my point... I, even more so, Shawn Michaels. You know, Shawn Michaels really needs someone I that's going to help him get through it. And I get the whole point was like, oh, like tag match. Then they all kind of like don't do a bunch. But who's going to who's going to carry the load? Who's going to carry the match? Yeah. Triple and H, make, I guess. That that Triple H versus Undertaker is going to main event Super Showdown, obviously, right? Like, yeah. there's no way it's not main event. It's the, the only match that they've really put, build a solid program behind. Yes, and there's not a world championship match. So, well, I guess there's some guess versus he, AJ I, Styles, but yeah. there's not like the universal. Excuse me, there's not a universal championship match. So, yeah, so I, that, it's going to main event. What I just said wasn't accurate. Yeah. So, but uh, but it'll main event the show. It, it will main event the show, and. It's a good chance it'll probably main event Crown Jewel, the DX versus Brothers instruction so, thing. So, and that to me, it's just it's it's just not. Do you want to know not how? Not what I want to see. Do you know what? Like, don't get me wrong. I'm going to watch Super Showdown, but part of me already feels past it. Like where I'm like, all right, let's just get to this tag match already. You know, because it's like we know it's coming. Yeah. Like it's. Oh, almost, I'm, I'm very ready for this three the six man tag to be over and moved past it. Cause yeah, because I mean, I'm like I'm with you, Ryan. This whole program with the Shield and Braun Strowman and Drew and Dolph, that's not helping anybody. Mm-hmm. And the only thing that we're going to get out of it is a tease to a potential Dean turn, which you know, WWE is really good at. You know, leading you one way, then changing the other. Like, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if at the end of the day it wasn't Dean that turned on the shield. You know, and what if it's Roman? You know, like I, because I, you know they they're 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 telegraphing it a little bit too much. Too much. Yeah. They don't usually usually telegraph it that much. They're not doing it. So I I said the same thing on one of our. I was probably actually I think it was on the recap show that didn't exist. But yes, I feel the exact same way. I feel like I'm almost worried. I'm like, each time they bring it, I'm like, no, no, please stop bringing it up because I want Dean to actually turn. So please stop like doing this. It's, it's frustrating. And you know what this is doing, which is made, it's just even more aggravating to me, is it's wasting more Drew McIntyre. Yeah. Because this is a guy that can really go. You know, like, not when I mean in the ring. I mean go the distance in terms of, like, he's marketable. He looks great now. He's got a great move set. He could talk finally. And, like... But he's being wasted as almost – I mean he's almost an afterthought in this whole thing because, you know, the main focus I, is about Braun and Roman. Absolutely. And I would like the next program out of this – and it's not probably going to be. But, I, man, I want Drew McIntyre versus Roman for the title because I feel like that would be – That would be great. Yeah, way way more interesting uh, of a thing to be watching. But I think – to be honest, I think Shield's going to win and then we're going to start to see dissension between the Shield again until something finally happens and – they break up and then they feud for the next few months, all three of them, or something like that. I don't know. Maybe I don't know, that's what I was thinking. But uh, the Shawn Michaels thing, though, uh, I just oh shit, I lost my point. I was gonna bring uh, up. Uh, he hasn't womp, wrestled in a long time. <sighs> Need somebody to carry him. You don't like his head. I don't like his hair. <laughs> his I, head. I don't. It like- is hey, like uh, it is weird to see Shawn Michaels with a shaved head. Right. It would be different if Shawn Michaels had had a shaved head. Like if he had come back. 
and had kind of like started rocking that look before he retired or something like that because he probably could have done it that look back then too because it, it was, was jarring. And it's just like, well, it takes you out of the moment because you haven't seen him like that. No, because we saw what he looked like when he first cut it, and it wasn't that. No. Yeah. But Triple H did the same thing. Triple H cut it short when he first cut it, and then he realized, like, you know what? I just need to go bald. Triple H's shaved head and beard combo looks makes his head look massive. I think it's worked for him. Though. I think it does too. I actually accept that that like I, I saw that's going to be your look in a few years. That's fine. Yeah, I, you're, you're, you're already really I'm, close. I'm pretty, I'm you're on the way to being Triple H. I'm talking about how <laughs> handsome he looks. No, no, but, no. But I was looking at his head the other day, and I was like, damn it, that beard makes his head look massive. I mean, he does kind of have like one of those heads on Easter Island. You know what? I got to give him credit because that beard is taking a lot of attention away from his nose. And yeah, it looks, it yeah. looks much smaller. I wonder what Alberto Del Rio thinks about that. The, we all know like, what he thinks. The pussy with the big nose. We all know what he thinks. The furry face and the big nose. And his big footy head. He's never, <laughs> he's never really shy about letting us know what's on his mind. With the furry head. <laughs> did you guys see uh, the interview that Triple H, excuse me, the interview that Undertaker did this week? No. I haven't listened to the whole wait, thing wait, yet. Wait, wait, real, real quick. He did it with a pastor? Yeah, it's random. Why? I don't know. Why? Well, he's clearly oh, wait, like a religious dude. Wait. Why is this pastor talking about wrestling and, you know, not God? I, and why is okay, he talking so I, with I haven't the listened, undead? Like former I, WWE superstar God. Yeah, true. Um, I have not listened to the whole thing. Uh, Austin, who writes for the site, he listened to the whole interview. He watched the whole interview. Thank God Austin's here to do these things. Yeah. Uh, Austin's the best. He, yes, short hiatus is back and is very helpful. But... Uh, Austin, he's the one who watched it, and in the write-up that he did on it, he did say that there was a brief period of the interview where they talk about The Undertaker's faith. Oh. And then he's also interviewing Ted DiBiase, Sting, uh, and Ric Flair. Hey, wait a minute. You're telling me that The Undertaker is a man of God, and yet his brother is the devil's favorite demon? I don't like this. Yeah, it does. It does. Like, I'm sorry, but if you're going to, like... Break kayfabe, but don't do it with a pastor if you're like this demonic character. Well, you know it was hard. He crucified somebody. Yeah, <laughs> they, that week, was a tool in his in his tool. This week, kit. On, this week on his uh, repertoire on on top five with James and Kevin, they did a list of the top five. Uh, basically, it was the the top five kayfabe crimes. And like who should have been That's arrested? That's a good one. Yeah, yeah, it was smarter than I. I don't want to do that one on the way out of here. Yeah, and it was who, basically, which wrestlers should have been arrested for the kayfabe crimes they committed, and like do which ones them? were the worst? I do have them. Just list them off. You don't have to dive deep into all of them. Uh, hold on, I'll pull it up. One second. James texted to me last night. We got number, f- and I mean, you guys should listen to the whole show because it's funny. It's but I, I like the ones they they pulled out. They got. Uh, Big Boss Man on Big Show. Disorderly conduct, desecration of a corpse. Yep. Uh, says Boss Man shows up to Big Show's dad's funeral. Well, we then he also, well, then what about well, murdering wait, the dog? That's later. So Big Big Boss Man made a lot of appearances on this list. <laughs> he it, thinks he's about I, the, the irony. The he, irony. I, I, that was my favorite part about it. I was like, wow, I didn't realize how many crimes Big Boss Man committed. Well, you know, like... If you cops, ever take a trip... Cops of low intelligence typically commit a lot of crimes. And yeah, I mean... And Ray Trailer, I'm not saying that he was stupid or anything like that, but... Um, you know, he's, he's the only guy I know that's died twice. <laughs> <laughs> then there was Rikishi uh, on Stone Cold Steve Austin attempted vehicular, vehicular manslaughter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
Roman Reigns to Braun Strowman attempted murder, locking Braun in a truck and driving an ambulance full speed into it. Seems yeah. All right. Well, then you can throw yeah. Hulk Hogan in there too. For which, yeah, true, when true. He did that to the Rock. Yep. Uh, number two was Big Boss Man on Al Snow, animal abuse and psychological torture. Uh, boss man abducting Al Snow's dog Pepper, killing it and feeding it to Al Snow. And then number, do you guys want to guess number one was? I, it's a very, very famous one. Like I, I, I knew this was gonna be number one when I, I mean, when I saw it. I, I mean, it. I'm assuming it has something to do with Katie Vick, but that's no. Does it no? have to do with when uh, Vince McMahon died in in the limousine? Uh, no, nope. Tell it's, me. I'll tell you this: Is it when Austin Big Boss Man is involved this time? Is but is, or is, is but he's not the one committing the crime. Oh, that's what I just that's what I was just talking about. The only guy I know that's died twice. When the Undertaker murdered him at <laughs> Hell in a Cell. Exactly. Yes. Uh, Undertaker, Edge, and Christian hanging Big Boss Man yeah. in Hell in a Cell. Edge and Christian were definitely accessories to that murder. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm still so. genuinely curious where they were going with that. Like, because did wait? So I I don't actually recall. Did the Big Boss Man just show up the next day yeah. with a neck brace? <laughs> I don't recall. But he literally went limp. Yeah. Like, it wasn't like he had to be lowered and it was like coffee. He literally went limp. Yeah. (laughs) Because he was hung. Like, I know people talk crap about it. Well, technically the past tense of hang is hanged. But I got to say. Hung up is is like hanging up a a photo. I learned this recently. Hanged? Yeah. Yes. Uh, He was hanged. Yes. I got to say. Me hearty. (laughs) <laughs> every wrestling angle that's ever existed, Pepper has stuck in my mind. Will stick in my mind forever. I just remember the match happening and thinking to myself, "This is going to be so awesome," because there's a cage inside and of the cell, dogs. and there's dogs on the outside. I was like, "There's no way this can go wrong," and it, everything about it is wrong. I, I was just happy that they took the damn dog off the television. That poor thing was shaking the entire time yeah, it was I, on TV. I know you don't listen to something to wrestle with. Um, but, but the episode on Kennel the, in a Cell is a good listen. The Kennel from Hell. The Kennel from Hell. Yeah, what did I say? The Kennel from Cell or something. Hell, <laughs> kennel, yeah, Kennel from Hell match. Excuse me. Uh, it's good. It's, it's it's funny to hear them talk about like how you know what they had to do yeah. to the dogs in there. I mean, and all it's that really it, yeah, it's really cute that like Big Boss Man every time like before they would go out and after they came out like outside he would be like laughing and like like yelling at the dog and shit. But like in between like when he was in Gorilla, he was like, "It's okay, it's okay, we're gonna go out for a little uh- bit." <laughs> <laughs> like he was super really. He felt so bad about the dog. He was, he was apparently he was really careful with Pepper, so that makes me feel a lot better about him feeding yeah. him to Al Snow. Yeah. So, uh, we gotta move topics here, because we only have a little bit of time, but uh, I, I know I brought up, but I didn't get into detail about the Undertaker thing. The Undertaker thing is worth checking out. Go check out the interview on the site. Uh, I, I personally thought it was very interesting, because you don't hear Undertaker giving a lot of advice to other wrestlers in public, yeah. and he did an interview with this pastor, and he talked about uh, how younger wrestlers need to value character development over doing fancy moves. And obviously, it's a very old-timer, veteran-type thing to say, but consider Undertaker is one of the most iconic characters of all time. It does make sense coming from him. Uh, so I, I definitely think you guys should go check out that story on the site and just watch the video. I'm actually on my drive home plan to finally listen to the full 30-minute interview because I want to hear Undertaker out of character. It's it's weird yeah. hearing him not talk like this, but he's just like talking like a regular dude. <laughs> it's pretty interesting. I like it. I just don't... Yeah. 
It just bothers me that this d- uh, dude is getting the interview, and it's like, come on, I want to hear Undertaker do like a four-hour interview about his With, career. With like Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah, talk- yeah, yeah. I know. I get that. Me too. Preacher. It'll happen eventually. It will. It's only a matter of time until he hits the podcast scene. Yeah, it'll happen eventually. I'm yeah, waiting. You're right. It'll, I can't. I want to hear him in Stone Who's Cold for a long time. Who's this who gets to talk to him? He's probably his pastor. I don't care. <laughs> Who's this schmo? <laughs> it's like, I wish you guys, if you're not watching video, I was just, he had such an angry face right there. I he just, just hate this like, pastor. I've been waiting forever. This is like. The first casual This is like if, if, if George Lucas was like, before he made the prequels, like, hey, I'm going to make the prequels. And he was like, and no, he's going to interview me, Maria Menunos or somebody like that. Where he's like, what? There's so many other people that could draw so much more out of this person. Well, I'm going to watch on the way home. I'm going to listen on the way home, and I'll let you know if he botched at the sky. Sorry for screaming what so loud. <laughs> what? Um, another big thing that happened this week, and that was Neville making his surprise return to ah. wrestling. Uh, in my opinion, probably the biggest thing of the week. Man. I don't know where it kind of it took too. his time. Very like like it's been a year. It's been a year since it's been on TV. I mean, like that's a long time. That's a, that's a lifetime in the world of wrestling. And the fact that he didn't look like he looked like he hadn't lost a step. That he was still just as ripped. Yeah. That he still looked like you know just as charismatic as the day he left. You know, I, I it was impressive because a lot of times you see people with ring rust, but he if anything. He looked like he had something to prove in the yeah. clips that I saw him live. Yeah, I, mean, I finally watched the actual video of it. So, yeah, and from what I know about Neville, um, we were friendly when I worked together when we worked at the WWE together. Um, he was always a great guy, and the, behind the scenes, really class act. He's one of those guys. Just from the time I spent with him, and what other people tell me about their time with him as well, he's one of those guys that falls in the Daniel Bryan category. Is just he just likes to wrestle. Just likes to. He just thinks it's great. He's like he'll do it anywhere. It doesn't matter, and. Um, I think from what I gathered at the time, the reason why he wasn't super, super ready to jump back in the ring after, you know, after his time with the WWE was he seems like, you know, he's a super family man. You know, he's got he's he's got his own family now, from what I understand. And it seems that, you know, he has his priorities are very, very different from the from the majority of the other talent that's on wrestling and not just WWE, but in wrestling. Yeah. The universe. And um, it's really cool to me that he's – I think he can't – I think this is – we're going to get some good th- – the reason I'm bringing this up is I think we're going to get good Adrian Neville right now yeah. because he didn't rush. He Pac, took, he's back to Pac now. Yes. He took his time. You know, he – He's he he he's. I think he wouldn't have come back before he was ready, and I you know I'm really interested to see what Pot is up to now. Yeah, I I think you're a hundred. I think you nailed it. I think you're a hundred percent on the money right there. And you know, prior to him signing with WWE, he was on the Art of Wrestling. Mm-hmm. So this was a long time ago now. Yeah, it's got to be close to like eight years now. Yeah, it was almost. a long time ago. Damn, really? Because remember, he's on NXT for a minute. Yeah, he was, right. Let's see, what year was that? Uh, That's got to be like Pac 2013. Art of Wrestling. I'm, I'm actually interested in what year it was, too, now at this point. It was 2014. Damn, when I he did that. say that. Well, I'm completely <laughs> off here as well, but... <laughs> um, I think it was 2000. Oh, wait, no, wait, 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 wait. Actually, I think it was 2012. Oh, it was probably 2013, like I said. Ah, uh, it's, it's between 2012 and 2014. What 2013 it is. <laughs> um, and basically, you know, in the interview, he said that he talked about, you know, being uh, – he, he was very much nervous. Like, he didn't – he wasn't on social media and stuff. Like, he didn't like putting himself yeah. out there. He didn't feel like he was very confident in his uh, – 
you know, his charisma, you know, his charisma. Um, he even like he did the whole interview, I remember, and then like they're about to turn it off, and he says something. I think it's like right before he signed, if I recall, and he talked about how he was like nervous, like he was really nervous about everything, and that right like went before he went to NXT, it was right before he signed, and it was basically just him saying like he was nervous about. If I recall, he was about the he was nervous about the podcast coming out because he doesn't really put himself out there and he doesn't like putting himself out there, and you know. He was scared to, you know, step outside of Dragon Gate because, you know, he felt like he would maybe not have success outside of Dragon Gate, and then he would have left Dragon Gate for nothing. It was really, like, like it was sad, kind of. Like, I remember, yeah. and so, to see where he's gone since that, as, like, you know, that was a few years ago now, and then he, he went through the WWE system, he gained all that confidence, and he gained enough confidence to quit, basically, yeah. or enough to sit on the sidelines for a year and just wait out his contract until... They would eventually release him. And then to go back to Dragon Gate of all places where he could have gone anywhere. Anywhere. He could have gone anywhere. And I you know, I think I said something in the, the video that I put up on on the Wrestling Sheet YouTube page. I said like, you know, I personally would have liked to have seen him go to uh, New Japan or something like that. But you know, at the same time a lot of people left in the comments saying something like, Well, you know, he feels like Dragon Gate kind of made him mm-hmm. so it only makes sense that he would then take his star power and try to go use it to elevate dragon gate and uh, yeah. kind of give give them the rub back I, I feel like a lot of people would be interested to see what's what, what like what he would be able to do at dragon gate so i think yeah, yeah i'll bring in some viewers yeah i also pulled a puma king on that youtube video and i i didn't get as much shit for it, but i said that he joined the faction named red but i believe it's actually r-e-d the so, acronym so i apologize for that i i do not idiot i'm not a big watcher of dragon gate i'll be honest with you but this does make me kind of want to watch it i'll be honest with you like there was you know some of the guys that i saw at uh battle los angeles were were dragon gate guys uh and I, they're they're pretty badass and yeah. now that that neville's also there i'm i'm, I'm like interested in to I'm, I'm interested to check it out so uh yeah, I, I I hope I just hope that he's not tied down to like an exclusive contract with them, and that I, I, I'm houbing that's not the case I, I that he doubt, can work elsewhere. At this point, but I don't think. I mean, I feel like he's learned his lesson. <laughs> yeah, from exclusive contracts. That that's very good point. That's, yeah. So, um, do you think that there's any chance he would go to an Impact or something like that? If the rumors are true and that we're about to get Chris Jericho on Impact, at this point, anybody could go to Impact. Do you think that Chris Jericho? Okay. Do you want to see Chris Jericho on Impact? That's a better question. I know you're a huge Jericho fan. Do you um, want to see Jericho on Impact? I wouldn't be against it. Would Jericho on Impact make you watch Impact? Get you to watch Impact again? Depends on who he's with. Interesting. If they put him with, like, no, against, nothing against it, but, like, Moose or, like, Abyss or, like, I wouldn't care. You know? Yeah. Like, I, it would have to be somebody interesting. Like who? <sighs> That's a tough question. All right, fair enough. What about you? Would that make you interested in, like, Eli? Would that make you interested in something like that? It impact? wouldn't necessarily get me to, like, watch an entire episode. But I support the idea of it, though, too. I think that Jericho has had, like, a has had a, a really interesting year where he's been able to puddle jump and go to different places and to be seen in different places. And I think that kind of plays into that ethos. I don't think that hurts his chances of coming back to the WWE. I don't think it affects it at all because they don't necessarily see any of those organizations as truly as competition, I don't think. Not mm. on, a, a little bit. Not to WWE, but I think they see... I think they look at NXT now as in direct competition with all those other companies. Yeah, and, but I think that I, I also... 
don't think that I, I don't think that people in the WWE think it's a bad idea for those companies to do well. At the end of the day, if they're an aggregator of content, the WWE, and they can get access to those shows, as we've seen in different reports about like uh, tiered um, subscription plans and stuff like that, it would only be to their benefit for Impact to be putting out good programs and stuff like yeah, that. And, and, you know, I, I don't think they look at Impact as a competitor. No, I don't. I don't. But I do think they look at New Japan as a competitor. I think that they look at them as a competitor in the terms of that they're putting out content in terms of a rival wrestling organization. No, definitely not. They I don't. disagree with you there because I mean we did that. Story, I did this story on the site, you know, a few weeks ago when Matt Riddle signed with NXT, uh-huh. and it was about how New Japan, basically Matt Riddle's wife, did uh, a video uh, blog, would, well, and she basically said that. And I don't know if you remember the story, but she basically said that New Japan reached out to Riddle. Saying, expressing interest in signing him for uh, you know a certain amount of time or whatever, and he had to contact Gabe Sapolsky from Evolve, who is a WWE consultant, and he went to he went to Gabe and said, "Hey, New Japan has expressed interest," and he said, "Okay, wait, hold on, give me a minute." He hung up, and then. 20 minutes later, he got a phone call from Triple H saying he wanted to sign him. Yeah. So I have well, a hard time well, believing that like they don't look at New Japan as a competition right, right. at all. New Japan excluded from what I said. <laughs> okay. Because New Japan technically is the only one that's really at totally. that level. Because yeah. I do think that when it comes to like Impact, they know they can take whoever from Impact they want anytime they want. They, I, they I, I, and I would say that although they view them as competition, I don't think they view them necessarily on a level of, of competition outside of just the wrestling product that they're putting out and, and, and wrestling programs. They don't look at them as, a, as any kind of an opponent regarding like uh, merchandising of, of licensing or anything like that. Yeah, no, I, so like, I so, so they do look at them as competition, but I don't think that it's like on all levels. I think it's just as a, re- a fellow re- or as another wrestling company. Can and it, but it, they definitely don't look at Impact that same way. Were you guys? Did I cut you off? Is there something you were going to add there? No. Okay. What? Okay. I feel like we should talk about this one sure. shortly, not long. But I want to hear what you guys think about it. I, are you guys looking for? I, I'm actually legit looking forward to this because I think. It, I think it'd be funny to watch, and that's Del Rio return. Alberto Del Rio, Alberto El Patron, announcing that he's going to return to MMA next year, uh, and that he's that he's in the midst of planning uh, a super fight in Mexico City. You're not. You guys aren't as interested in I, mean, I, I don't think it's going to happen. You don't like think a, it's going to happen? No, I think that that dude has become a, a like a king gaslighter. I, I think that he's really good at huff and puff. If you look at kind of the way that he was through the entirety of his and Paige's relationship, especially in the latter half of it, the dude was an agitator. He did a lot of bad things. He did. A, he was in a lot of fights. There was a lot of altercations that he was in, and he gaslit a lot of those those altercations to make it look like it was Paige's fault. Not to say that Paige wasn't partially to blame for some of those altercations that took place and stuff like that. I, I don't. I think that he's constantly trying to come up like you know. People say that often about uh, about Donald Trump that you know whenever something bad is happening, he comes up with something else crazy to kind of take your mind off yeah. of the fact of whatever else he was being blamed for, or whatever negativity was being poured on him. So all of a sudden, you're not thinking about that negativity; you're thinking about this other big new thing. I think Del Rio is kind of working an angle like that right now, where he's like, "Oh, well, it doesn't matter like what I've done in the past, or you know what I've said about Triple H, or what I've all these bridges I burned because I'm doing this new big thing over here." And then eventually, he'll come up with something else that takes the place of that when that eventually fizzles out. Wasn't he supposed to be like? Like the CEO of an MMA company. Well, it's the same company. Okay. It's the same company who he says he's doing it with now. Like he, he like isn't necessarily the CEO. He's the announcer, and he's like part, he he works with them, does stuff with them. Uh, so it's it's that company, Combate America. Who's he? Does he have like an uh, an opponent? Lined he, up? They, they just said in the interview they did on the MMA Hour that 
they're in talks with someone already, but they wouldn't say who, but they just said that it would be like a super fight. So it would be implying that it'd be someone you know. Okay. I mean, I'd, be, I'd love to see it. Yeah, it really, it's another one of those, it depends on who it is. To I be mean, honest with you, I just want to see him get punched in the face a bunch of times. <laughs> like, you guys don't want to see it just for that? Do, I mean, who knows? I mean, dude, it's his own promotion. He may pick somebody that's like, that he thinks he could take. Or, you know, I mean, I don't know the fight. <laughs> Yeah, I guess so. The, the, I do want to see it. The PR person for the company gave me shit on Twitter because I tweeted about it and I said uh, that he won't, that he might not show up. I just said that I'm prepping a post. I'll, I'll prep a post saying like uh, no shows. Yeah, Del Rio no shows event or whatever. And the PR person wrote me and he was like, "Oh God, if I'm pulling it up right now." But he basically said something along the lines: uh, "The reporter with the big nose." <laughs> the reporter with the big nose. He said, "Okay, so he said." Enjoy prepping that. You'll never get a chance to use it. Wow. And I said, Got him. And I said like, yep, yeah, maybe. I was obviously. It's a joke. Up. First of all, it's a joke. I'm not actually <laughs> prepping that. But I was like, maybe. But I feel like the odds are in my favor. And he wrote me back and he said, how so? And so I just, I just replied to him like 10 times with every headline from my side that said, Del Rio no shows this, doesn't happen for this, has excuse for yeah. not doing that. And he said, out of how many hundreds of matches he's wrestled in over the last two decades. And then I was like, oh, oh come on, dude. Like, he clearly has a history of doing this. Yeah. And he said, uh, and I said, also, it was a joke, you know? Like, and he was like, no, it wasn't. I'm defending him because you don't know your facts, and the joke you're making is actually misleading people. He's never backed out of commitment for Combate Americas, not once. Has he? He probably has. Um, well, I implore any employees of, what is it, Combate, Combate Americas? Kombucha Americas. <laughs> All right. Lastly, um, I want to talk about this because I think Jamie here, I feel like this could be the most insight he's ever been able to provide here. But Xavier Woods did an interview this week. And, yeah. It, well, came out this week. It was with uh, Gamma Ray TV. It was an interview with Rachel Sam Evans, who hosts an awesome show on the podcast feed called Best of the Rest with Aaron Turner. Where they talk about everything that's kind of going on, but that's not on Ron SmackDown. So Lucha Underground, NXT, uh, all that kind of stuff. So uh, she interviewed Xavier Woods, and during the interview, they're kind of just like, it's like a rapid fire set yeah. of questions. We're kind of talking about just, just kind of like speed dating type stuff, and they're talking about superhero, and they're talking about like who the stupidest, who's the dumbest superhero. Well, uh, well, okay, keep going. Do you, do you have an opinion on well, that? I one? didn't know he was going to call him stupid. No, no, no. He didn't call Batman <laughs> stupid. They actually called Superman stupid. They said okay. Superman. They, they they said Superman is the stupidest superhero. Stupidest on like a lack of intelligence. Yeah. Well, see, that was kind of where the the argument or like got the a character skewed. itself is a stupid character. No intelligence, intelligence okay. wise. Um, and they were Rachel was saying that Superman just kind of has like hot guy syndrome where he just like he's gotten everything he's so perfect always that it kind of makes him oblivious to things yeah um, but then like I, while discussing superheroes the name Batman gets brought up and he said and Xavier Woods well Batman's not a superhero Batman is just Bill Gates who knows karate basically <laughs> which when he said that that was that made me laugh <laughs> <laughs> but it got it made me wonder like I, you know, my whole life I've I've put Batman in the category of superhero. Yeah. Do you think Batman's not a superhero, Jamie? You're you're you had a comic book store. You, yeah. You're you're a comic book aficionado. Well, here's my thoughts on the whole thing. Uh, um, yes, there are there are people who apply to both sides of the argument. There are people that you know they're. 
there are heroes that people like to classify all the characters in either the Marvel or the DC universe as heroes. Yeah. Superheroes are the super like some people like to say that only the superhero the one the ones with super abilities classified as superheroes. Some don't apply to that. Some say all super people who are like dressed up in a cape and go fight crime are all superpowered uh, superheroes. Here's how I subscribe to it, and it's very much the same way Superman subscribes to this. And I'm going to trust Superman because he is the leader of the Justice League, and if it go, what's okay by him should be okay by everybody else. Okay, and that is. What does superhero come from? The word super. Super comes from superior. And in my opinion, Batman is superior in detective skills, martial arts, reasoning, and endurance. Yeah. More so than anybody on the Justice League, in my opinion. You know, I mean, if you had to ask somebody, if you had any of the Justice League members to go defuse a bomb right now, none of them would know how to do it. None of them? No. Who? I, I mean, I mean, I guess Superman could throw it into space. That, yeah. But what about Cyborg? Okay, I don't ever. I mean, Cyborg is uh, he's a he's a computer essentially. So Cyborg he is not. Could. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> so by this by this description of Batman not being a superhero, then Iron Man's not a superhero. Which he says he says yeah. in the he, which he, I guess you could, he completely yeah. says that as well in the thing. But I think that's in my opinion, yeah. I don't think I, I, that one didn't that one didn't shock me as much because he Tony Stark. Just is in a suit. Like the suit is doing yeah, but, everything. But, but, but so he's le- not but a super. But no. But his, but his level his of intelligence is superior. is superior to anybody in the planet, which is why he like he's smarter than everybody. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. But like, if you're the smartest person in the world, that's your super power. Yeah. Like, like, hey, you can make that face all you want. <laughs> you look like you're like chewing on a lemon peel right now. It's like you just got like ate the pith out of a. Grapefruit or something. Yeah, well, I mean, like, I mean, that is the argument that he and Rachel get into. Is like, I mean, she's uh, like, there's valid points for each side, but my opinion, uh, my definition, is superior. Also, couldn't Green Lantern defuse the bomb? It, well, it depends on what iteration of the Justice League you're referring to. <laughs> couldn't Flash defuse the bomb? He could just get, he could just run it away somewhere. Yeah, to but where the bomb would blow. still go off if he was. Yeah, but he's somewhere wait, else wait, wait, wait. to where he could take it to a place that it was defuse, safe. Defuse, turn the bomb off using the wires. Nobody could do that. What if? What um, if it was bolted, cemented to a wall? What, but Ant Man could do it. <laughs> Who? Ant Man could do it because Ant Man's on the Justice League. <laughs> <laughs> but he could. He's gonna blow a gasket on that one. <laughs> I saw Ant Man and Ant Man Two, and I believe that Ant Man could defuse the bomb that nobody, except for Cyborg, Batman. <laughs> Green Lantern. <laughs> Who else did you name off that can do it? The Flash. The Flash. Because the Flash wouldn't do it because you just make so what it. You basically he'd say just it? move it. So you basically just But saying, he could move it to a safe location. Like Superman could fly it to space. It would still go off. Yeah, but it wouldn't hurt anybody or what anything. If mm-hmm. an, what if Martian Manhunter is just up there? Just, uh, just could Martian Manhunter hey. do it? Uh, I mean, theoretically. What if, I mean, hey, he what could if, phase through it. What if, like, Malaysia Flight 370 <laughs> is up there? All right. And that's what happens. In space? Now we're getting crazy. <laughs> Crazy, yeah. I. It's funny, you know. I, I guess when you break it down, like yeah, because I, Jamie, I was always like you. I didn't think the super part was necessarily superpower. I always assumed the superhero is like you're a hero that's not just like like an everyday hero. You're a if, superhero if you because you're fighting you will, like supervillains. If you elongate the phrase superior hero, 
According to Superman. Also, real quick, even Superman came from a planet where he was not a superhero. He's True. only a superhero because he's on Earth, and the gravity and the, the, the pull and the power of the sun are what turns him into a superhero. Fact. Wait. So if Superman is on Krypton, he's not a hero at all. He's yeah. just a human being. But, so the... He's like man. you, sucking on the pith of a grapefruit, looking dissatisfied at what we're saying. <laughs> um... Wait, so you're trying to say Superman's not a superhero? Well, it, contextually, it depends on the planet he's on. Yeah. If he's on Krypton, he's just Joe Schmo. But if he's a superior he's the guy, he's hero a- who has done heroic things, then it's not about the superpowers, so then he is still a if superhero. If he's on Krypton, he's essentially the dude interviewing The Undertaker. Yeah, Pastor Tom, or whatever his name is. <laughs> uh, Pastor Bruce? Whatever. No, that'd be superhero. That'd be, that'd be Superman. Pastor Bruce. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to say that I do. Now this is, this is messing up everything in my mind because I'm okay with not classifying Iron Man as a superhero, but I'm really not okay with doing that when it comes to Batman. Yeah, well, that's just that's you choosing. That is me choosing. Okay, so uh, lastly, before we go, I know Jamie, yeah, I, know, I know you got to get out of here. I know you've got, you got places to be, but I wanted to. And if you don't have an answer, it's okay. I thought it might be a little fun, a fun one. Um, I asked for questions last week, and I forgot to pick one of them, so I should bring up one of them. Uh, just, just, you know, just threw out questions to the audience out there. And yeah. Uh, yeah. at Ivan Fire J, I thought, had a good question. Uh, he said, what member of the NXT roster who hasn't received much TV time do you see having a bright future? He says he personally sees... Marcel Barthel and Luke Menzies both having great futures. Uh, anyone come to mind for you guys that kind of like that deep? Jesus. Uh, yeah, he went deep with his. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, he did. Um, I mean, I was. I mean, the only guy. I mean, he and he gets plenty of television time is Otis. But I mean, that's funny. That's the first one that came to my mind. But, but he gets plenty of television. He, I know. Time. I was. Ha- I was struggling with the exact same thing. I was like, you know, because I'm, I'm catching up right now on NXT, and I haven't seen the Otis match yet. But I saw the the setup to it when he when he's filming out when they're filming yeah. outside, and then he kind of like has that one on one encounter, face to face thing with Champa, and I was like. Yeah, dude, like hell yeah, get it. So, um I I I think he is a is definitely but like you said, he does get a lot of T V time. Hey, real quick, is anything gonna happen to all these people from NXT who showed up at the New Japan show this past week? Nah. Who showing, no? I mean the Mar- the Moro thing I understood because he technically he worked for Access TV for a long time. I think it made a little more sense than the others. Um and then Kyrie saying and Io, they're friends of people there and stuff. Yeah. I don't th- I mean it was kind of, in my opinion, it was more dick that New Japan showed them on they TV. They didn't point him out, though. They didn't point him out. It wasn't a full Robbie Highlander, but it was like, <laughs> you didn't need to put them on camera yeah. like that. Like yeah. that, that was kind of how I looked at yeah. it. Um, I guess the only other one that I see that I, that I picture uh, doing big things, I guess, nah, but he gets a lot of TV time, too. That's a tough one. I mean, I was going to say Lars Sullivan. Like, Lars Sullivan, to me, when he gets brought up to the main roster... He's gonna. I feel like he's gonna be a huge deal. Yeah. Like, I feel like Vince is gonna fall in love with him. Yeah. He's such like a presence. He's such like a big force. Yeah, like, I, I agree. Yeah, I, I, but he does get a lot of TV time. So I guess you know what. 
I guess Candice LeRae would be who I would say. Like Candice yeah, LeRae, she hasn't really had that ha- much time no, lately. No, she's she? really just kind of been Johnny Gargano's wife. Yeah, she lost, I think, to Lacey Evans, uh, but not a lot of like wrestling TV time. I think she needs a real push for real. Like I would love to see Shayna versus Candice a feud for the NXT, you know, for for the women's title or something like that. So that that that's my. That's my vote. All right, Jamie, where can people find you on social media? You can find me on Twitter at J-A-M-I-E underscore I-O-V-I-N-E or on Instagram at J-A-M-I-E-I-O-V-I-N-E. And finally, can announce it this October 10th. I forget what day of the week that is. But October 10th, the Network Shopping Network is finally going live. Which is a Wednesday. Yes. Yes, on 1010. Check your calendars. The network will be going live. The first product will be shown. We'll be selling it. It is a big, big, big monumental day, one I've been building up to for quite some time. So follow Network Live. That's N-T-W-R-K-L-I-V-E for all updates. And tune in on October 10th. Wednesday. Wednesday. This Wednesday. Yes. Yeah, we'll make sure when when that goes up, we'll tweet it from all the different various accounts so you guys can all check out what Jamie's doing as well, just so just just so you don't forget, so you super don't forget. So stay tuned to all the social media channels as well for Wednesday. But but mark it in your phone too. You're gonna want to check that out. Uh, Eli, where people find you at? Twitter at Elijah Bates, Instagram at Brindlebeard. Uh, you really gussied that one up. Thanks. <laughs> you can find me up at Ryan Satin on social media for WrestlingSheet.com. It's at WrestlingSheet on all social media as well. Also check out the YouTube channel YouTube.com/c/WrestlingSheet. Uh, you get to see our pretty faces on here every week. We do recaps, uh, news hits, lists. Uh, I got a prediction thing going up tomorrow for Super Showdown. Uh, all, all that kind of fun stuff. Lots of stuff going up on the YouTube channel. Check it out. YouTube.com slash C slash Wrestling Go subscribe. Go like the videos. Go share. Uh, all that stuff. Comment. It really, really, really does help us out a lot. Uh, so please, please go do that. Also, if you're watching the video, go check out our audio feed as well. Podcast One. Uh, it's Wrestling Sheet Radio. There's not just the shows that are on video, so go check out the podcast feed. There's also, like I said, Best of the Rest with Rachel Sam Evans and Aaron Turner, where they talk about everything that's going on uh, elsewhere in the world of wrestling. There's also Top 5 with Kevin and James, which I also mentioned in this episode. They got the kayfabe crimes list it's a really fun list go check it out it's a great episode uh and yeah we'll be back next week all right that's it we're done officially tapping out for now until next time stay out of the dirt <laughs> keep your eye on the sheet bye guys bye <laughs>
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.